welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. This week, we have a really great uh, guest on the show. We're going to visit with Dick Bonnet. He is at the independent contractor for a company called TorqueUp in Parkersburg, West Virginia. But first, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. And to date, we've produced more than 200 episodes and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. So my team here at Interaction Media, we're working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. Our guest once again is Dick Bonnet. Dick is an independent contractor with a company called TorqueUp, T-O-R-C-U-P, in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Dick, thanks for being on the show today, man. Hi, Jim. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Dick Bonnet is the West Virginia independent contractor for a company called TorqueUp. We're going to learn about what they do, but they're an independent contractor. business that sells hydraulic, pneumatic, and battery bolting tools, also known as torque wrenches, to industry in across the state of West Virginia. And as I mentioned, Dick is a uh, an independent contractor for this company. So he's one of a, a, a growing breed of, of entrepreneurs in the state of West Virginia. These independent contractors, oftentimes they're called 1099 employees. And I just thought it'd be great to have Dick on the show to talk about his story. He has an entrepreneurial background as a business owner as well. And in essence, as a 1099, he is his own employee, employer, I should say. So I, I thought it'd be great to have some uh, so a great chance to have him tell his story to give our audience some valuable insight into the company he's leading right here in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Dick, Dick, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro and give us a little behind the curtain look into what you do at your company. Well, I've been doing this since 2006. I was unemployed or underemployed for a number of years after I closed my business. And I was looking around to find something and and this sort of fit the bill. Uh, I was hired in July of 2006. They basically gave me two days worth of training, a box of catalogs and turned me loose. Um, Basically, we sell torque wrenches, as as you alluded to. They're um, pneumatic, hydraulic, and now we have a new battery torque wrench, which surprises a lot of people. But my... My rule of thumb or my, my uh, sales pitch is if, 
If you can't do it by hand, you need torque up. Uh, mostly we start with about 500 foot-pounds and go up. We've got tools that'll go up as high as 150,000 foot-pounds of torque. So basically everything that moves uh, is put together with threaded fasteners and torque is critical to keep it, keep it put together. So everything from power plants to coal mining equipment to wind turbines, uh, they're all, they all have threaded fasteners that are torqued with somebody's tools, hopefully ours. That's awesome. So Dick, in a sense, you're, uh, you're kind of holding West Virginia together one bolt at a time. Pretty much. <laughs> Love it, man. So I want to, I want to jump back to uh, one of the points you met, made there. You, you started in business and you, you had to shutter your business. Talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you, when did you first start your, you know, this whole vision of, Hey, I could be my own boss. Well, I started back in, in 2000, 19, I guess it was 1990. Um, I was working in the greenhouse industry and we had a big uh, recycling uh, problem. A lot of scrap coming out of the greenhouse industry that needed to be recycled. I saw an opportunity to start a recycling company and recycle the scrap coming out of that industry. What kind of scrap are you talking about? Like the pallets? Uh, the flats and packs that you buy your petunias in. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I saw an opportunity to do something and uh, basically quit my job and and borrowed money from friends and family and started up. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing, as you might imagine. The, uh, the industry was basically scrap plastics, uh, but my customers were the people that made it the first time. And they, I convinced them that I could make them a product and they could use it again and make more flats and packs out of it. And, um, and basically that's what I did. When, at our peak, we were producing about 4 million pounds of scrap plastic a year. And it was all going right back into the greenhouse flats and packs industry. Wow, that's pretty cool. And how how long did you run that company? We did it for till 1998, and then the uh, the market went against us. Um, mm. As as you might imagine, scrap plastic is only worth what somebody will pay for it. Yeah. And uh, the market was flooded with plastics just generally, and my customer basically he bragged that he led the market down and followed it back, and I started out in 1990, the first load I sold, I sold for 23 cents a pound. When I quit, the last load I sold, I sold for 15 cents a pound. Wow. So basically, can't make any money, might as well go to the beach. <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. So Dick, how long did you own that company then? It was just just under nine years. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's quite a long time. A, we a had... At, at, when I closed, we had about 15 employees working basically 24-7. Yeah, well, I, pr I bring that to, to the forefront of the conversation because I think it's important for folks to know that you are an entrepreneur, and I, I love what you're doing right now. I want to give you a chance to to, uh, to, to to talk about it. You told us a little bit about Torque Up, but I want uh, to talk to folks or have an opportunity for you to tell folks what it is that you do. Tell people that in 30 seconds. What's your 30-second pitch for Torque Up? Well, I I basically sell torque wrenches, and I, I find a prospect 
I go out, show them the tools. If, if I need to, I demonstrate the tools on their particular application to show them, number one, that they can do it safer, faster, and more accurately than whatever they're doing it, the, whatever way they're doing it by hand. Awesome. But, Very cool. Now, where, where are your customers? Do you serve all of West Virginia? Is that your primary t- uh, target market? Yes, I have. Um, I have the entire state of West Virginia um, as a as a contract with Torque Up. I also go into Ohio since I'm right here on the border, and in some cases I go into Virginia. We've had we've had some uh, turnover of reps in the Virginia North Carolina area, so I go go into Virginia some. Basically, I just I go looking for customers anywhere from a from a diesel uh, truck mechanic shop to a power plant to a wind farm to a coal mine to a heavy equipment operator like a caterpillar dealer or somebody like that so anybody that's got big equipment is looking for our tools yeah so how long have you been doing this particular role then since 2006 so it's almost 15 16 years yeah that's awesome what's what's that been like dick i mean being a going from you know, an employee to owning your own company for nine years or so, and then being an independent contractor, a 1099 manufacturer's rep, if you will, for Torque Up. Well, it's, it, was, it was a tough transition from the, from the salaried um, jobs that I was used to, to, to basically what you said earlier, you eat what you kill. Um, it's <laughs> in a good way, right? <laughs> in a good way. Well, if, yeah, if you don't work, you don't eat basically. Yeah, your job, uh, your job is to, to leave the cave, go out, kill something, drag it back so everybody can eat. That's right. And, and if you don't work, you don't eat. So, so you're, you're pretty much forced every month to go out and um, as they say in the sales business, fill up your pipeline. Yeah. And uh, as you get, um, as you get better at it, as you build your, your network of, of both customers and prospects, then it, it tends to the pipeline t- tends to fill itself. Yeah. Especially if you stick with it, right. A lot of folks that, uh, that try 1099 work, uh, you know, they, they don't make it the first year, but if you can make it past that first year, the second year, the third year, next thing you know, if you're doing it 15 years, you got a, you got a pretty good business going. Yeah. And I, and I think probably a third of my business is now, legacy business it's it's uh existing customers who need some sort of service work they want to buy additional tools they need a repair done calibration done you know those kinds of things and then there's a certain amount of uh, networking that goes along you know people customers uh advance my name to somebody else you know one of their referral. customers referral business yeah and the, and the referral uh aspect of especially a small business is extremely important. I want to talk about that here in a little bit, but Dick, I want to ask you, um, you know, what's, what's the, th- what's the secret uh, to your success being a, a, you know, an independent contractor, like you are going out there and repping for, for a large company based out of they're they're out of like Easton, Pennsylvania, I believe. Right. That's right. Yeah. So what's that like? What tell us a little bit about like the, the key to your success on that. Well, I think, you know, part of the key is the is the support that I get from the company. Uh, we get uh, tools for demonstration purposes. Um, they support us. Um, 
from from basically start to finish catalog marketing to marketing materials, trade shows, those kinds of things yeah. from the from the corporate side. Um, basically, um, anybody that does this work has to be self-motivated. You have to get up in the morning and get in the car and go. And then you have to pretty much find your way. I mean, you you drive by, you know, what looks like a you know metal building, and it turns out it's a it's a fab shop for a coal mine. And um, all of a sudden, they're interested in your tools, and, and you make a sale. Yeah. Um, some cases, it's it's uh, you know they call you because of advertising or trade shows that Torque Up has done. Uh, in some cases, they're using the, the competitors' tools, and the, and those tools broke, and so they they get in a position where they need something in a hurry. And if I'm Johnny on the spot, then I'm more likely to get the next piece of business than and the guy whose tool broke. Yeah. Um, we also have a safety issue um, because our tools are basically standoff. You, you push a button on a pendant to activate the tool, which turns the nut and you, you keep away from pinching fingers and putting cheater bars on wrenches and doing stupid things. And in some cases I get the call because somebody got hurt and, uh, and the boss is saying, find a way to do this without getting people hurt. You know, one of the things I found is in this industry, um, a lot of the people I deal with are maintenance people, whether it's in a chemical plant, a power plant, a coal mine, they're maintenance people that are charged with the responsibility of keeping everything running. Yeah. And the average age of those guys is 50, 55. So if one of those guys is, is pulling on a big cheater bar and tweaks his back and gives on disability, he's done. And you don't replace him with a kid out of high school. You know, that those years of experience mean something to these maintenance departments. Mm. And uh, so finding a tool that can help them stay safe and not get hurt is a critical part of my job. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you found your sweet spot, your niche of, of being able to, to serve people and serve them well. Well, I try. Yeah, absolutely. Dick, I want to ask you, what, since you've been in business, what's your best business moment? Oh, I, I think probably the, the best one, the one I like to tell the best is, is when the phone rang one morning at, at six o'clock in the morning and the customer said, are, are you the torque em up guy? He had heard from, from I think it was an equipment rental company that they needed to use our tools. And uh, he, he said, how soon can you get here? And it's six o'clock in the morning. And I said, I can, I can be there in an hour as a power plant. And I got there in an hour and he, he tried out the tool and he said, how soon can I get one of these? And I said, well, you can keep this one until you get yours if, if, um, if you're going to buy one. And he said, I want to buy it. Can I keep this one? So he, he, he did keep it. I didn't get the PO for about a week and I was, I was just getting started and I was in panic mode because I was, I was thinking the guys just scammed me, got my tool. Uh, now I got to go to the boss and say, wait a minute, I lost the tool. Uh, and it's a $5,000 tool. So it's not like, you know, people, you know, just throw them out the window. And um, so then I called my boss and I said, what do I do? And, and he reassured me by saying, Dick, these guys don't get, get to be maintenance superintendents an American electric power plant. Um, if they're crooks, you'll get the PO. Don't worry about it. 
and I did. So it it was, <laughs> it was that kind of a deal. But it was it was a little bit, uh, you know, good a good learning experience, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. I, but, that's, uh, but that goes back to the to the support that I get from the company. Yeah. You know, for, for me to be able to say, keep the tool in the pump till you get yours uh, means a lot, both on, on my side as a support from the company, but also on the customer side that I, I'd be willing to do that. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd buy from you for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, on the flip side, uh, take us to your worst business moment. I guess the, the worst one is, is just a combination of uh, people who who call you and say, I want a demonstration. When you get there, they've got a, a stuck bolt that they can't get loose and they've been breaking sockets and breaking wrenches and you put your tool on to, to break it loose and the and you break it loose and then you never hear from them again. Ah. They, they just use you to, to um, test your tool, if you will, and they had never never had any intention of buying. They just wanted a, a big heavy duty tool to break the uh, to break the nut loose. Yeah, it's hard to deal with people when they're disingenuous. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's um, so that and that's and that's probably that's not an isolated incident. All the guys in in the company have those experiences, and over the years, you learn pretty quick which ones are are serious and which ones are scamming you. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's great. I appreciate you uh, sharing those takeaways with our audience. I want to take a second just to mention the incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these companies in West Virginia allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today is Dick Bonnet. Dick is an independent contractor with a company called TorqueUp. Dick is based in Parkersburg. That's where he's coming to us live from today, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Dick, I want to get back into it. What's the vision that you have for your role in West Virginia with TorqueUp long-term? Well, long-term, I want to stay involved as long as I'm physically able. And as, as a way to do that, I'm, I'm looking to find a, a sub-rep or, or a, an apprentice who could work under me, with me to um, learn the business. Mm. And then ultimately, um, as I transition out, uh, that person could transition into the position. Uh, we have a, a structure where we would share commissions early on. And then depending on the, the participation, how much in, how much involvement there are with a, this kind of a sub rep that they would be, um, you know, they would take on more and more of the responsibility until they could take it over and I could retire. Wow. It sounds like an awesome opportunity for the right person listening out there right now. They could uh, connect with you and we'll, we'll talk about how they can connect with you here in a little bit. Dick, how, how do you attract new customers? You, you painted a really cool picture of driving by this metal building and not knowing inside is a machine shop for a, for, you know, a fab shop for a, a coal industry company. There's a lot of places out there that probably aren't on your radar screen. How do you attract these folks to, to know about you or maybe get that referral? Good question. <laughs> there, there is no one good way. Uh, we've tried um, direct advertising. We've tried trade shows. <clears throat> when the oil and gas business was really booming, we worked the Morgantown oil and gas show for a number of years. Um, I've worked the coal prep show 
to the Bluefield Coal Show, um, those those kinds of industry-wide um, things. We've also worked with um, industrial wholesalers uh, and industrial contractors, as well as people like United Rentals or Sunbelt, who are the rental um, business. They usually have contacts with all the um, either all the maintenance people or all the industrial contractors. You know, many of these big companies have been subcontracting out their maintenance. They've gotten away from the in-house maintenance departments in part because of what I talked about earlier. Their, their people are aging out of the, out of the industry. Yeah. And so they contract with a, a big company that does this kind of work around the country. And they'll come in and, and bring in a crew and, and do the, all the maintenance. So you keep you keep your fingers in all those pies and and uh, hope to get the referrals and get the you know the networking built in all of the areas. You know we we work with an industrial contractor out of Indiana. We got the job to do the Willow Island hydroelectric dam a few years ago, mm. and I went in there to the hydroelectric dam and just beat my head against the wall to try to find somebody that I could talk to about renting tools. Nobody would always, they would never talk to me. They wouldn't let me in. It was always a, a conflict. But then this industrial wholesale contractor came in one day and said, Hey, I need a tool. Where's the torque up guy? Because he had done torque up in Indiana and everywhere else, everywhere else he did business. They always called the torque up guy. And um, they called me. We rented them some tools. They kept them for a month. So it was a good, uh, good piece of business. And then when he, when he was done, he called me up and said, come get him. And that was it. Wow. Well, I think, uh, you know, tenacity is a, is a trait that you, uh, uh embrace. I can just tell it, I, I, you and I've never met in person, but I can just tell you're, you're a guy that just, uh, is like a pit bull. You bite and don't let go. Is that, well, a, is that you accurate? Have to. <laughs> you have to. I love it. I love it. Dick, what's one of the biggest challenges you face in your business right now? Well, right now, obviously, COVID's certainly put a kibosh on on the uh, the direct um, sales business. You can't just walk through the gate and and ask to see the maintenance guy. Um, they've got lots of gatekeepers, so that's the that's the first hurdle that you have to overcome. Um, and obviously, with more and more people using voicemail. Um, and email, it's, it's hard to penetrate those gatekeepers. And, yeah. and that's probably the biggest hurdle you have to overcome is getting past the gate or getting past the, the, um, the people that are trying to keep you out. When yeah. I first started, the, the girl at the desk, and I shouldn't use the term girl, but anyway, the, the person at the reception desk, is her, her job is to keep you out. Yep. And, and I would go in and I'd say, uh, I want to see so-and-so. And they said, do you have an appointment? And then she'd give me the phone number to call back and make an appointment. And I would walk out the front door and down around the corner to the loading dock and walk in the loading dock and ask to see the maintenance guy. And they say, yeah, that's Joe over there. He's, he's working on a machine. And I could walk up to him and say, hey, Joe, I got a tool you want to look at. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting. Uh, just in a couple of months, everything really changed fundamentally, especially yeah. in the sales business for sure. 
Dick, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because uh, this is, I think you have a unique perspective because not only are you an independent contractor working for a large company, you worked for a company before, and then you owned your own business for a number of years, nine years or so. What's one piece of advice you would give to young people out there listening right now with an entrepreneurial spirit and they're wanting to take that leap, but they don't know exactly what to do. What's a piece of advice you would give them? Good question. Um, the only thing, the, the main piece of advice I'd give is, is um, don't be afraid. You know, don't, don't let the fear hold you back. You know, when I started the plastic recycling company, I didn't know what equipment I needed. I didn't know, you know, the process I was going to need to clean and wash the equipment or the, uh, the plastic or whether the customer was even going to buy it. And yeah. I just jumped in with both feet. Um, sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to jump in with both feet and, and, um, hope that it's what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Is a, is a 1099 employee, which I, I, I find this very interesting. I personally have never had a, a 1099 job. I worked for a lot of companies and then started my own company, but I think it's unique, uh, in the sense that you can be an entrepreneur, you can be your own boss, but you're and you're working for a company underneath a uh, the support, if you will, and of course there's all sorts of technical IRS guidelines that dictate what we can and can't do as a 1099 employee and employer. But I'm curious from your perspective, uh, what about advice that you might have um, for somebody thinking about, hey, I, I could I could be this manufacturer's rep, be a 1099 uh, workforce uh, employee, if you will. What, what's a piece of advice you would give for somebody like that, thinking about, hey, I've got this opportunity. I don't know if it's right for me. Well, the main thing would be to um, pay off all your credit cards. Because <laughs> the first the first few months, there's a learning curve. And as you said earlier, you know, you, you eat what you kill. And so if you go a couple of months without any income, if you don't have anything to fall back on, you're in big trouble. I mean, you're you're in a different business is basically what it is. And, and that's been part of the problem with the turnover at Torque Up is that a lot of guys, you know, jump in, but then they don't produce something in the next, in the first 90 days and they can't survive any longer. Mm. Um, I think when I started my business in plastic recycling, it took me six months to get to where I had something to sell. So, and in, in that period of time, you know, I was buying equipment. I, I was, I was paying freight to bring plastics in from all over the country. Um, I was hiring employees and having to pay them. Um, so, you know, all those things, you know, add up. And if you don't end up with income at some point, you're just done. You're out of business. So as a 1099, you don't have quite as much of that outgoing expense, although, I was traveling a thousand miles a week. So I still had, you know, uh, fuel expense and, you mm. know, basic expenses and household expenses to, to keep, keep going. So it, it you know, the main thing is to, to probably do some pro forma um, financials to see yeah. how long you can survive on, on what resources you have. And then, um, Either find somebody with you can partner with that has deep pockets, or or just you know make sure you get 
get to where you have a revenue stream before you run out of money. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting because as, as I asked this question, you know, I think back, I had pulled up some numbers, you know, some of the, you know, top professions, if you will, in the country, in America are 1099 employees. I think about real estate, real estate is 1099. You know, real, if you're, if you're a real estate agent and you own your own business, you're a 1099, a lot of law firms, a lot of dentists are independent contractors, believe it or not. Uh, just looking through this bookkeepers, food service managers, painters, and contractors, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are those 1099 employees. And I think that this is a great conversation to have with you, Dick, because you're, you're a guy that's been, um, you've, you've had a lot of different experience. And I think you have a unique opportunity to, to share that wisdom. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the things I always talk about when anybody is starting a business, I like to say, you know, grow at the speed of cash. Uh, Cause you mentioned credit cards. That's why I laugh because I, I, I detest credit cards. I, I detest debt. But my, my point of all that is, you know, sometimes you can take a step of faith rather than a leap of faith, right? The idea of getting the dock in the boat closely aligned. If you're wanting to go on this journey, you, you have one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock. You got to, at some point, jump to the boat if you want to go on that journey, right? right? If not, the boat's going to sail off and you're going to have one foot on the boat and one foot on the dock. And then you end up falling in the lake and getting wet, right? Uh, so right. the point is, you know, have that boat close to the dock. In other words, have some cash reserves. I think, you know, if I'm thinking, if I'm a young person thinking about, hey, I can maybe get into this torque up gig and maybe i um maybe i put aside some savings and i figure out how you know if i can what my six month emergency fund looks like so that i can save that up and i know what my expenses are for six months i saved that up i'm gonna go do this and have have a crazy entrepreneurial ride just like you're having with your 1099 business i think that's kind of a cool cool way of looking at it and love the advice that you're giving so I really appreciate that. Any other words of wisdom on that? Well, no, not really. You know, you don't have to look very far to see a lot of people who have been successful starting out maxing their credit cards and, and you know, working with one foot in the boat and one foot in the dock. And, um, and ultimately, now they're, now they're driving a yacht. So yeah. <laughs> Exactly. There are, there are um, you don't have to look very far to, to find people who, who have started that way. Point well taken, point well taken. Dick, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? One thing? Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could mention two. Uh, the main thing is to, to focus, focus on the business. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't really slack off in, in this kind of a business. You've got to be looking for opportunities at every, at every turn. And for instance, I have a customer that, that just bought a bunch of tools from me and he lost the torque chart, which allows him to convert from the pressure on the pump to the torque on the tool, which is a critical conversion. You know, when you're in the field and you're, getting ready to torque up a, a big bolt yeah. and you don't know how to set the pump to get the torque you want. And he called me in a panic. He'd lost the sheet and he needed it this afternoon before he went out on a job. And so I had to go dig it out, 
take a picture of it, shoot him a picture as a text to his phone. So he would have it. And then, of course, he texted it to his guys that were out in the field. And and it, it's just that kind of a that kind of a thing. You just you deal with the customers when you need to do when you need to deal with the customer. I mean, if, if I'd said, I'm sorry, I'm on the ninth hole, you know, playing golf. I'll get you tomorrow. He's not going to call me next for the next thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that. It's uh, that's good stuff. What's one book or a podcast even that you'd recommend for aspiring business people or entrepreneurs? Well, I've got one right here. This is this is one I read a while back. It's called The Goal. I don't know whether you can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was written by a guy named Elijah Goldrat. And anybody that's looking for looking to do any kind of manufacturing business or any kind of a process kind of business is is worth it. That's a book worth reading because it's all about bottlenecks. Whenever you're doing anything, you reach a point where you've got a bottleneck. You can't do anymore either because you don't have enough hands, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough uh, resources of some other, you know, your equipment's not big enough, your, your people, you know, you need another person, you need another piece of equipment, whatever it is, the bottleneck is where everything stops mm. and the whole, the whole company becomes dependent on you or somebody else opening that bottleneck to get you to the next level. And um, it's a great book. It's an e it's a quick read. Um, and I've used it in a lot of cases. Um, I just recommended it to my son who's a doctor, but who is in a management position and um, he read it, and and he he now swears by it from a from a reliability standpoint in in medicine, which is the a critical metric in medicine is you know how fast can you get people out of the hospital, how fast can you you know how many readmits do you have, and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, anyway, it's it's a the other the other book I would recommend is book called Moving Mountains, which is a book, uh, I forget the author, but he's a general during the uh, work for Schwarzkopf in the first Gulf, first Gulf War. And it was about moving all the logistical support that the, that the military needed to do the first Gulf War and getting it on the ground in Iraq and, um, and making that happen. And the funniest story about that was he went to, he was a two-star general in the army and he went to Schwarzkopf and he said, you need to make me a three-star general. And Schwarzkopf, who was a four-star said, why should I do that? And he said, because everybody around me is a two-star. <laughs> Nobody will listen to me. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Jeffrey Crookshank. Yes. Mountains. Yeah, that's great. Now we'll make sure we have both of those recommendations on our resources page of positivelywv.com. Folks can just click a button and order those books right from Amazon once we get those up. So thanks for sharing that, Dick. I really appreciate uh, you sharing those, uh, those two resources. Dick, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you'd like to um, leave our listeners with? Anything else that they should know about your story? 
not that I can think of right offhand. Um, it's um, I I really love what I'm doing. I mean, it's a great job for somebody. Um, I'm you know, I've had a, a great career. I've I've had I think I've told my kids and my grandkids I'm now on my fifth my fifth career. I started out in oceanography in the Coast Guard. Um, I was in the greenhouse industry. I was in the plant recycling business. I was, I sold insurance for a while. I packed ladies clothes for a while. I sold industrial scales for a while and here I am selling tools. So for somebody to, to look at, at their graduate degree or their undergraduate degree and say, you know, gee, I've got a degree in plant science, which is my degree. Um, you know, what do I do if, if I get tired of the greenhouse business? And, um, you know, the, there's nothing holds you back except yourself. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Those words of wisdom and thank you for your military service in the Coast Guard too. We appreciate that. And all of us here at Positively West Virginia, thank you for that as well. Dick, uh, as we wrap up our time here, how can listeners learn more about TorqueUp and perhaps even get in contact with you? Well, the, the, um, the TorqueUp website is www.torqueup.com. You can go on there and look at all the tools. There are There's lots of resources there on Torque applications, school applications, and representatives around the country, around the world for that matter. The, the company is worldwide. I think we have 30 some reps in the in the United States and probably 40 or 50 distributorships around the world, everywhere from China to Russia to the Middle East to South Africa to Brazil. Um, <clears throat> you can get in touch with me with my uh, email, which is dbonnet at torqueup.com, or they could call me at my cell phone, 304-834-6300. That's awesome, Dick. And we'll make sure we have all that in the show notes section of the podcast. Yeah. Dick, I think it's uh, it's it's neat because I get to speak to so many different business owners and entrepreneurs around the state of West Virginia every week. And, and uh, this is the first time that we've had a 1099 independent uh, manufacturer's rep, if you will, uh, on the show. And I, I think it was a very good story to tell and one of success, one of uh, personal uh, service, uh, one of uh, really um, dedication to serving people and customers. And I applaud you for that. I think what you're doing is awesome. I love the fact that you've got an opportunity for a, uh, a junior rep, if you will, to, to come alongside you and, and, and shadow you and, and learn the business to someday take over the whole West Virginia territory for TorqueUp. So I think that's pretty cool too. I think it's uh, really great. And I want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like my new friend Dick Bonnet of Torcup in Parkersburg, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website at PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we encourage uh, your comments, your reviews, and uh, quite frankly, just the encouragement to keep going. This is a lot of fun and we enjoy bringing these stories to you every single week. 
And uh, please you know, share those on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show designed to help small businesses and small business leaders win. It's called the Small Business Mastermind, presented by Positively West Virginia every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring you a panel of business experts from around the mountain state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Eric Tomlinson. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.